This is the Jerry Callahan Show. Oh, we just getting started. I'm just going to say right off the top, this is one of my favorite shows of the year. This is one of my favorite shows ever. We haven't even gotten going yet. We just have so much to get to, so much good stuff, so many of my favorite people are melting down right now, and uh, I'm hoping it will continue. They just can't handle the fact that the Supreme Court struck down the racist policies of uh, colleges and universities in this country. Um, they just don't like Asian kids. I can come to no other conclusion. They just don't want Asian kids to have the same opportunities they do. Everybody's pissed off. Liz Warren, AOC, Catherine Clark, Joe Biden, Al Sharpton. You know it's a good day when they're all screaming bloody murder in unison. And any minute now, we're going to get the ruling on the student loan forgiveness, which is a uh, misnomer. You can't forgive a loan. Someone has to pay it. You can't cancel a loan. Someone has to pay it. It's the guy, as we've said, talked about many, many times. It's the guy who, uh, oh, the girl who chose not to overextend themselves who uh, went uh, to uh, state school or commuted or didn't go to school or joined the military or paid off their loans. They're the ones getting stuck with the bill. So I, uh, I feel like uh, they're going to lose this one. The good guys are going to win, lose this one too. We will be watching. I have uh, one eye on the ticker to see uh, when this decision drops, we'll have it. But yesterday's decision was uh, even more fun. If you weren't paying attention, uh, the Supreme Court uh, struck down the Harvard and University of North Carolina policy of uh, picking kids based on their skin color. Now, if you are angry, upset about this, I have some questions for you. I do. I mean, I've, I've seen a whole bunch of interviews. I just watched an interview with Catherine Clark. I've seen uh, 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 MSNBC, CNN, have been t- uh, all the networks have been talking to the usual race hustlers, Al Sharpton, uh, says that he felt like he was uh, getting stabbed in the back by the Supreme Court. Um, but, you know, I want to talk about John Wang. Do you know who John Wang is, Ironhead? I do not. You don't. I didn't. Uh, I'm pretty sure Catherine Clark and Liz Warren and Al Sharpton and Joe Biden don't know who John Wang is. They don't care. Now, if we had a real media who had a chance to talk to these people, uh, they'd ask about John Wang. John Wang's an 18-year-old kid from Florida. He's the valedictorian of his high school class. He scored a 1590 out of 1600. <laughs> I want to know what he got wrong on his SATs. Uh, and his grade point average was 4.65. Now, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. And we said, how do you get, how do you get better than perfect on your grade point average? I'm not sure. I didn't do it. I don't think you did it, but I definitely did not. I guess I think it's for honors classes or maybe extra work, whatever. His grade point average is well above a 4.0. It's hard to imagine doing any better than John Wang, the 18 year old kid. Uh, by the way, first generation, second generation American, his parents immigrated from China. He applied to all his uh, all, all top school, all top schools, elite schools. He applied to Harvard. Caltech, MIT, Carnegie Mellon, six schools rejected by all six. Now he ended up at Georgia Tech. I'm sure he'll do fine, but he wanted to go to Harvard. And they said, no, you're obviously an elite student. You could not have done much better. And they rejected him out of hand. In fact, 
he was told to not even waste his time applying to Harvard. Now, somebody has to explain this to me. If I'm interviewing Liz Warren or Joe Biden or Catherine Clark, I have to say, what do you say to, to uh, John Wang? What is your explanation that you, an Asian kid whose parents came here from China, who worked your ass off, who obviously is smart as hell, is driven, is, it, it, is just a perfect student. What do you tell him when he, when he gets rejected from all the schools that he chose that he wants to go to? What's the explanation? No, you can't because this kid who got in ahead of you, his, his you know, great, 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 great grandparents were slaves. What's the explanation? We don't have enough black students, so we have to kick out some Asian students for diversity. In the name of diversity, we have to pick a lesser student. Here's, here's, the, here's the deal. At Harvard, uh, Asian school students, Asian applicants have to score on average 273 points higher than a black student to get into Harvard. So they choose the lesser student in the name of diversity just for just because of his immutable characteristics. How do you explain that to this generation of kids, Asian kids, white kids, Indian Americans, who get rejected um, based strictly on their appearance? I would love to ask that question of, of Catherine Clark or, or Liz Warren, but nobody will. They'll just say, oh, they're, they're taking rights uh, away from uh, this generation of African-American kids. Well, they're, they're not taking any right away from anyone. They're just choosing based on merit, which makes all the sense in the world, particularly when you're talking about uh, engineers or doctors. I mean, there was two panelists I just saw on uh, a show on NBC, and uh, there was a you know, civil rights attorney, and she says, I'm afraid there won't be as many doctors now who look like me. And I'm saying, so what? I mean, don't you want a doctor? Again, if you're choosing a gender studies professor or you're choosing some hack in the federal bureaucracy to just some paper shuffle who's doing nothing in the Department of Education or you're choosing, you know, vice president, well, whatever, doesn't really matter. But when you're choosing a doctor, when you're choosing an engineer or a pilot, you really want it to be based on skin color, on their immutable characteristics, on what their great, 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 great pet grandparents live through. That makes any sense to anybody. This was just a common sense decision. And it was based on what liberals purport to be one of the most important things in the world to them, fairness. Can you explain to me how it's fair that John Wang and others, many others like him, thousands of others like him, explain to me how it's fair that he gets rejected by all the schools he applied to. And some kid, this was one of the funnier stories. Um, I just tweeted this out a little while ago. A kid applied to Stanford, and in the essay portion of his uh, application, he wrote Black Lives Matter a hundred times. Guess what happened? <laughs> he got accepted to Stanford. Yeah. The last class at Stanford, I believe the number was 22%. 22% white males. That's it. 22. The, the, the standard, the standard is so much higher. It's almost impossible for a, a white guy, unless he plays sports or plays the cello to get in, regardless of his grades, regardless of his SATs. Uh, check this out. John Wang in the, in the, uh, in this John Wang story, 
he to, he was told you have a 20% chance of getting into Harvard with your grades and SAT scores. But if you were black, you had a 95% chance, 20% chance for the Asian kid, 95% for the black kid. Why is that How not? Is that what's the 5% holding the, the black kid with that score back? <laughs> That's a good question. How is that not a hundred percent? But they're going to say we won't have as much diversity. Here's the, the notion that must be dispelled forever. Diversity, the most important diversity is diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, diversity of ideology. That's real diversity. When you say we have a diverse staff, like the, the, the Boston Globe or New York Times will say we have a diverse staff or, or MSNBC, it's, not, it's the least diverse place in the world. There is no place less diverse than the editorial department of the New York Times. It doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter what color they are, what sexual orientation. They all think the same way. In fact, they don't allow anybody who doesn't uh, march in lockstep with them in the building. You know, they, they believe in diversity. They fired the editor who uh, uh, had uh, agreed to uh, run a column by Tom Cotton, a sitting U.S. senator wrote a column, they ran it in the, in the New York Times, and the editor who, who made that decision was kicked out on his ass. That's how much they believe in diversity. This was, you know, we got a couple of uh, people to get to, a couple of the, the, the better reactions from yesterday. I have to say, I have to say, I am, uh, I am enjoying the hell out of this. And anything that upsets AOC and Liz Warren and Joe Biden is a good thing. Let's be honest. But here's, you know, I hate the expression. It's kind of tired. It's stupid. You see it all the time on Twitter. He should sit this one out or she should sit this one out. But it has never, it has never been more applicable than today, yesterday, with my senior senator, my senior senator, uh, Elizabeth Warren. She actually reacts to the Supreme Court's decision striking down race-based admissions. And she writes, an extremist Supreme Court has once again reversed decades of settled law, rolled back the march toward racial justice and narrowed educational opportunity for all. I won't stop fighting for young people with big dreams who deserve an equal chance to pursue their future. Let's review this person is in the U.S. Senate for one reason above all else. One reason. She owes everything. The fortune she's made, she's worth tens of millions of dollars. She lives in a $5 million mansion. Uh, she she you know, run for president. She's been a senator, been a professor. She's had a hell of a career. It would not have been possible if she did not lie on her application. If she did not claim that she was an Indian American, I mean a Native American, Right. That wouldn't be American Indian. She wrote American Indian, a Native American. There it is on her application, American Indian and uh, Harvard. When she got the the gig at Harvard, they immediately boasted that they have their first woman of color in their faculty, a woman of color, which was laughable on its face and even more laughable when they did the uh, 23 and me or 20. What is it? Ancestry.com, whatever they did and determined she is one 1,038% Indian. She's not. She lied. She lied. She committed fraud. She should she, she should be asked about this every day. If George Santos must go, and I have no problem booting his ass out at the, you know, the next election, voting him out, 
than she should go to. Let's be honest. Her entire career was built on a lie on and using, exploiting the system of racial preference. Uh, and, uh, and she's st- sitting there sticking her chest out, screaming about this decision. This is one person who should have definitely sat this one out, but I'm glad she didn't, you know, it's fun to look at that again, that ap- application. And I love when you, when we talk about her tweet about it and her people get upset. Um, she lied. She got caught. She deserves no respect. I mean, it is not offensive or to, to, to say she's a fake Indian. That's what she is. That's, you know, talk, talk to her. Don't talk to me. She's the one that lied. And, and you know what she, else she did? She cost a real minority, a real woman of color, a great opportunity. That's what she did. She stole a great opportunity from a real woman of color. Uh, that's just one of uh, the, the reactions that I was just reveling in. Uh, is this AOC? <laughs> this is great, too. Oh, man, I'm glad I'm not on their side. What do you say today if these are your people that, you know, you're no longer allowed to be racist at universities and colleges in this country, and that pisses you off? Really? Here's AOC. Obviously, Liz Warren's was was ridiculous, but this is even dumber. She writes, if SCOTUS was serious, that would be worse serious. Once again, everybody with a BU degree, hang your head in shame. If SCOTUS <laughs> was serious about the ludicrous colorblindness claims, they would have abolished legacy admissions, a.k.a. affirmative action for the privileged. 70% of Harvard's legacy applicants are white. SCOTUS didn't touch that, which would have impacted them and their patrons. Now, that's all well and good. I'm all for getting rid of legacy admissions, too. Uh, I, I can't stand to see, you know, Ken, a Kennedy or a, or a uh, whatever, uh, an Obama get into Harvard just because of who their father or mother is, that wasn't part of the case. <laughs> she thinks SCOTUS, Supreme Court, was supposed to rule on legacy admissions, even though it wasn't, the case wasn't before them. I don't know, AOC, that would be legislating from the bench, I think, and we don't want that. You want to get rid of legacy admissions? Good, get rid of it. These people are such hypocrites, too. I just looked up Catherine Clark, who was going off on this with CBS. She went to Harvard. She went to Harvard's Kennedy School. So Catherine Clark, who's whiter than I am, gets to go to Harvard because she's got connections. She's a beautiful person. She's a, one of the elites. She gets to go to Harvard's Kennedy School. John Wang does not. Again, John Wang, almost perfect SATs, valedictorian, 4.65. Why does she get to go to Harvard and John Wang does not? Does, does Catherine Clark just hate Asian kids? Liz Warren, do you just hate Asian kids? Why do you want to keep them out of uh, elite schools? Which, you know, the elite schools are going to find a way around this. By the way, Harvard already uh, said, essentially, in their response, that they will uh, find a loophole, that they will um, um, do something, and it's going to be an essay form. You're going to write about race in essay form. This is from the Daily Wire. Harvard University said it would comply with the Supreme Court's landmark ruling that said its institution's admission system violated the Civil Rights Act, but indicated it would search for a loophole to accept applicants based on race. That's insane. Isn't that 
nice. They, they, they admit that they, uh, that they lost this case, but they are going to find a way. Quote, the court held that Harvard's admission does not comply with the principles of the Equal Protection Clause embodied in uh, Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. The court also ruled the colleges and universities may consider admissions decisions based on an applicant's discussion of how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. We will comply with the court's decision. So they're going to continue to be racist, Harvard, uh, and, you know, the rest of them will too, Caltech and all these elite, you know, MIT, um, and guys like John Wang will continue to be, have their door shut in their faces. But that's okay. That's okay. The, 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 here's the problem, is most people look at this for what it is. It's unfairness, you know, it's racist. And they they have great examples to look at every day. We play them every day. Karine Jean-Pierre, she went to Columbia. How did she not get into Harvard? <laughs> Man, I bet she didn't have perfect SAT scores, but uh, we see her. We see Kamala Harris every day, and we say, this is what happens when all you use to judge someone is their immutable characteristics, is their color, their race, their sexual orientation. You elevate the incompetent like KJP. I think people, even if you're liberal, even if you, you know, feel like uh, that, that there should be some way to, to, to correct the sins of, of the past, you look at them, you say, they're incompetent. They don't belong there. That shouldn't be all that matters. With Joe Biden, the Biden administration, it is all that matters. There's no reason, no other reason KJP should be sitting there in front of the whole world embarrassing herself every damn day but, but there's, there's always one chai we, latte drinking idiot that uh uh outdoes everyone else jerry we almost forgot here oh i almost forgot it right yeah we got to do this then we're going to get to the uh, joe budden interview with uh, nicole wallace it was epic i got we got some cuts we got some sound we have some uh <laughs> some video that is just incredible we'll get to the hunter biden deal with his uh baby mama it is so bizarre this, this Hunter Biden character, this person, I mean, he's going to, he's going to spawn novels. And, and um, uh, even though, you know, the, the, there are many liberals who are out to protect him, but in history, we're going to look back at this character, this scumbag, this dirtbag, and just say, man, what a life he led. What? We got the latest. He's going to give his baby, his little four-year-old who he's never met, some of his finger baitings as part of the settlement. How the hell did that work? Uh, well, we'll get to Geraldo. Geraldo's getting, um, he got fired essentially from Fox News and they got a big send off. It's sad. I'm going to miss him. And, uh, and uh, no Tony Bobolinsky. He offered to talk to the grand jury about the Hunter Biden probe. They said, no, we're good. In case you weren't already convinced at just how rigged, just how corrupt the whole system is. But uh, before we do, let's get to this tweet. This was hilarious. This is, I, I guess, let me read her. Uh, let me read her bio before I read the tweet, because I, I and millions of others uh, retweeted it, commented on it. It was, uh, it went viral. What does it got here? It's got uh, 9,500 likes, 3,000 retweets. It's a woman named Erica Marsh. You click on her bio, it says, proud Democrat, former field organizer to elect Joe Biden, volunteer for the Obama Foundation, and of course, 
she, her pronouns. She's, uh, she's in Washington, D.C., and she's got 130,000 followers. I think she's picking up a lot since then. But this is truly amazing. Here is uh, Erica Marsh's tweet yesterday at 1220 after the Supreme Court struck down racist admission policies. She writes, today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. So this liberal white woman who worked for Joe Biden and Barack Obama thinks <laughs> this, this means literally says no black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system. Really? <laughs> None? No? <laughs> this is the kind of uh, low, uh, soft bigotry, of uh, low expectations you get from today's Democrat Party. They can't succeed. We need these programs. Oh, we'll never have a black doctor or lawyer. We'll never have a uh, black uh, bureaucrat in the federal government if we don't. Um, if we don't have affirmative action. So I tweeted something about it. So did millions of others. And immediately the big question on Twitter for the whole day was, was, is this a parody account? In fact, everybody was tweeting at me saying, yeah, you got sucked in. It's a parody account. I don't think it is. I don't Unless think it's the, I don't think so. The, the last tweet is actually a joke at the expense of our friend, Brian Krasenstein. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he, he asked for a lawyer for defamation against uh, oh, right, Libs right. and TikTok, and she tweeted the exact same thing, which is pretty if funny. This is the parody. She's been tweeting for a year. Yeah, it's not a parody. Liberal, you know, I just think typical she might have a sense of humor. You know, she tweets about abortion. She tweets about Biden's great economy. Uh, she she's, tweets about all the great accomplishments of the, spring, of the Democrats and gun control and the, expand the Supreme Court. On rips that this one where she just writes "f you" to Clarence Thomas. <laughs> That's not a parody. No. That is a that is a uh, a representative voice in the Democrat Party right there. No black person can succeed without affirmative action. Man, that is mm, racist right there. That is as racist as you can get. But uh, I don't know. It's still up there, and she is getting just ratioed to hell. But uh, I was glad. I was glad to see it because that sums it up right there. That sums it up. Everything you see, everything you hear is uh, from these people who think those poor, poor black people, they can't succeed. We need them. Come here. Let me help you. Treating them like children. It's disgusting. I'm glad to see people uh, denouncing that. Okay. We are waiting for the decision on student loan, praying that the Supreme Court comes through again, praying the squishes on the right, including John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh, the biggest disappointment of them all, praying they do the right thing and break Liz Warren and uh, Ayanna Presley's heart again on the uh, student loan thing. They just decided in favor of a Christian web designer who didn't want to design something for uh, I don't know, a gay, gay person or whatever it said. It was a religious objection. They came down in favor of him. That is good. That's kind of like the, the baker, uh, the cake, cake baker in uh, in Colorado who didn't want to make a cake for a gay wedding and they sued the hell out of him and he went through hell for 10 years. Um, but uh, we're going to, we're going to uh, watch it right now. It's going to come down any moment. We'll be there for it. Let's get to uh, 
Let's get to our first sponsor, and then we will get to the most pathetic, embarrassing, pitiful interview of a of a president I think I've ever seen. And the greatest ending, would we call this the greatest ending to an interview of a president you've ever seen? Classic Joe Biden. We will show you. I will describe how this... Uh, uh, this interview ends, I believe it was 20 or 22 minutes long. We'll give you the list of things Nicole Wallace didn't ask Joe Biden, which is just embarrassing. And we'll show you some of the things she did ask Joe Biden. And we will get to Hunter Biden and the uh, his, uh, the settlement with the kid. He's given his kids doodles. He's given them some of the doodles, given her some of the doodles, and hopefully she can get some money for them. How weird is that? But first. Excuse me. The best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you real money. Start enjoying your home again and get several Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Right now, you could save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for home hole protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's G-E-R-R-Y. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code JERRY. Shipping is free. All right, send in your questions. We're on Locals. We're on Locals for free today, correct, Ironhead? This was your job? Correct, we are. You had the button, make it free for the day. Everyone can watch on Locals, send in a question. We got a few there. I will get to them. Uh... First one, why the hell do you start so late every day? Good, good question. It's, it's, it's my fault. It's both our faults. It's whatever. We, you know, we'll, we'll try to do better. But uh, uh, let's get to this interview. It, it, this was a, you knew Nicole Wallace, who's just an embarrassment to her profession. Really, just she could be the worst. She used to be a Republican. She was a spokesman for Bush, worked for John McCain, if you can call that a Republican. She made the switch for the money. Now she's a diehard Democrat, diehard liberal, and just one of the most imp- total, you know, pee-pee hoaxer, total, uh, you know, Russian hoaxer, uh, you know, believes, you know, supported the impeachment, hates Trump, loves Biden, whatever. Typical MSNBC host. So obviously this was a soft landing for Joe Biden. I think it might have been really soft and warm and wet at some point for Joe Biden in this interview. But uh, it was not exactly a uh, hot seat. May have been warm, but it was not a hot seat. So he sits down with her. She slobbers all over him. She and she promoted this in advance and said it'd be live, which piqued my curiosity because Joe Biden doesn't do live interviews, even with a even with a sycophant like Nicole Wallace. Here's the list before we get to some of the questions. I got to do this. Twenty minutes with the president. She didn't ask about Hunter Biden. Now that had to be. A condition that the White House set. One thousand percent. Pathetic, but even Nicole Wallace has to know you have to ask. Even if she did the Stephanie Rule thing and said, 
you know, tell me how much you love your son. Tell me how, how, you know, how your son's done nothing wrong. And, and obviously there's no connection to you, right, Mr. President? Even if she did that, you could check the box. But she didn't ask. Hunter agreed to a deal. Was it this week? Is it the same week? You know, this week, Hunter agrees to this ridiculous sweetheart deal last week. But the fallout has been constant. She didn't bring it up. She didn't ask about Russia. She didn't ask about fentanyl. She didn't ask about the border. I'm not sure what she asked. She asked about the Constitution, and he answered with the question. Of, <laughs> he got it confused with the Declaration of Independence, but uh, and he told the same damn lie about the fine people. The fine people hoax from Charlottesville. We'll get to that, but what do we got? Is this him? <laughs> this is the uh, Declaration of Independence oh, Constitution. Good. Let's listen to this. Your president doesn't know the difference between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, in case you're wondering. Maybe that's why he didn't get into Harvard. Uh, but uh, or 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 Penn or Princeton or Naval or the Naval Academy. Uh, but let's watch some of this, and then we'll get to the 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 most bizarre exit from an interview uh, I've ever seen, at least for a president. But uh, maybe 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 I've seen a more bizarre exit, like on Maury Povich or uh, a show like that. But you don't often see a president just kind of stand up and walk off. But uh, we'll get to that. Let's watch some of this hard-hitting interview with Lickspittle, Nicole Wallace. Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is, it's, its value system is different. Than, and it's, its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is... Uh, it is not as embracing of of all what I think the con- the Constitution says. We hold these truths to be self All men and women are created equal, endowed by their Creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to. It. We never walked away from it. And this court seems to say that no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over in 1860. Um, You know, I I just think it's, um, this is not your father's Republican Party. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Scream is MAGA. Did he just say we fought a war over that in 1960? I don't know how anyone can talk to him without falling asleep on his lap. I know. Is that, is that the most uninspiring? Forget oh. presidents. That's the most uninspiring politician. I think Dianne Feinstein would be more uh, enthusiastic, <laughs> would have more, would have more energy. Yeah. John Fetterman gives better interviews than that, than this guy. But half, uh, of, half that, of her is machine now. So that, that would probably explain. It's true. He's getting his sleep because he's got his uh, sleep apnea machine. Do you see the, the, the grooves in his face? I can't tell. Does he have those same grooves? I think, they, I think they caked on some foundation this time. <laughs> they are up against it, man. They have to put him out there for the next year, year and a half to campaign. Do I have that right? It's a year and a half away or in a year and uh, five months away in the election. How is that even going to, how is that even possible? Anyway, let's watch a little bit more before he exits stage left, which is hilarious. But go ahead, let's, uh, does he, is this where he talks about the, uh, the fine people hoax once again? As sure I've said is. many, many times, there are a lot of liars in politics. We just talked about Liz Warren and George Santos. There's no liar who repeats the lies that have been debunked more than Joe Biden. Talks about Bo Biden 
dying in Iraq. You know, he talks about reducing the deficit. He talks about fighting civil rights. He talks about uh, being a football star who's going to go to the Naval Academy over and over and over again. I'm not sure if anyone corrects him ever. Maybe they don't, but he just does not feel any reluctance to repeat the lies. And this is one of his favorites, the Charlottesville lie. Go ahead. When the president of the United States, when that young woman was killed, a bystander. Heather Hoyer, yeah. Yeah. And I talked to her mom. And he was asked, can you, what's happened down there? She said, there are very good people on both sides. Yeah. Very good people on both yeah. sides. Well, John Kelly's face told it all, right? Oh. <laughs> it said in his ass. Oh, I, but, I, but it did. But, yeah. but think about what that says. Right. About our values. Okay, how many times can you repeat this? And by the way, right there, you say, that's not a journalist. I mean, that's just a, that's an activist sitting with him. That's not a journalist. She know maybe she doesn't know. She's not very bright. I think she knows that that has been debunked years ago. Joe Biden has built his campaign. He built his presidency on a lie. He did not say the neo-Nazis or white supremacists were fine people. And everyone knows it. I mean, it's on video. And yet he repeats the lie over and over again that the president said the white nationalists, white supremacists were fine people. He said just the opposite. Fortunately, it's still like there on video. You could Google it, Nicole. You could have watched it. You could have said, Mr. President, he didn't actually say that. Why do you keep lying? That's what they would say to Trump. That's what they did say to Trump. Why do you lie? This guy, he just says it right to her face and she giggles and says, oh, you could tell by John Kelly's face. And she looks at Biden and he has no idea who John Kelly is. He's like, yeah. Uh, uh. Anyway, uh, once again, for the I don't know, thousandth time, let's revisit what Donald Trump actually said about Charlottesville. Go ahead. And you had people and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? okay? How much clearer can you be? It was about people who don't want to tear down statues versus the, the Antifa BLM mob that want to tear down all the statues. That's what he was talking about. And he made it clear that it wasn't talking about white supremacists. But they use it, and the media plays along and lets them use it, and... I guess it worked. He's in the White House. Got 81 million votes. All right, before we uh, move on, let's watch. Hopefully, hopefully people will check out this video because it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> she wraps up this hard-hitting 20-minute interview. Uh, I got one question that didn't quite get answered in this interview, and uh, let's watch. I'll ask the question. Maybe, uh, maybe someone has an answer for me on the comment line, or maybe you can answer my question, Iron Ed, but let's watch how this interview ended. Go ahead. Well, and, and the ones that didn't vote for your bills, but run on them. them That's too. right. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate great it. to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard. Don't go any. She says, don't go anywhere as he gets up. You don't see that. Uh, somebody was tweeting about this. Greg Kelly tweeted about it. They do interviews like this all the time. I don't think I've ever seen anybody get up before they change and the camera goes, you know, focuses on her and they, or they wrap up the segment. You just sit there for 30 seconds. He gets up and just hustles out of there. And I don't think we got our answer to the big question. Did he make it to the men's room on time? 
What do you think? Um, I think he got to probably the camera and pooped on one of the guys holding the boom arms. Mike. I think he was hustling. Hopefully, the you know he went to the right door and it wasn't locked. Because man, he looked like uh, <laughs> he, he looked like he had a, a bullet in the chamber. Uh, but uh, I think he's probably he probably has a Secret Service carrying around like a mobile toilet. I would imagine at this uh, point something. Uh, well, maybe he's got it depends, and it wasn't so bad after all. But uh, that was it. That was the end of the interview. No question about the bribe he took from uh, Ukraine. No questions about the threats his son made while he was in the room to the Chinese businessman demanding payment saying the Bidens will do whatever the chairman wants. That's all been established. I mean, that's not, that's irrefutable. We've seen it. The text message, we've seen the evidence and she doesn't feel compelled to even ask him. Just amazing. She is just an embarrassment to her profession. All right. We got lots more to get to on this uh, rumble Friday. Uh, We're taking your questions, line them up to uh, what are they? How do they, how do they send in a question? Just go com- locals. Uh, you just look at the comment section below this video and type it. Look at the comment section. There it is. It says join the chat. You can send in your questions. We're going to get to a Hunter. We're going to talk about Hunter, even though Nicole Wallace will not. We'll get to her settlement and we'll get to the, the end. Uh, another big mistake by Fox News. Another bad personnel decision. We'll explain that. Uh, and uh, we'll get to your questions and comments. But first. Excuse me. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution, the new MC-14T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect with those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you are ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience available with all EAA Corp distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. That's eaacorp.com. Oh, all right, let's get to, you know what, uh, this, this Hunter story is just, I don't even understand it. I mean, I, I guess I've never been in you know a custody fight with a, with a baby mama. Have you, Ironhead? I have not, no, not yet. You know, I'm still young I, though. I didn't, I didn't really know how this, first of all, I, I didn't understand, I don't understand why London Roberts his the former stripper who uh, had a, had a night with Hunter Biden, had a moment with Hunter Biden and had his baby, little Navy. She's four years old. The Biden garbage family pretends she doesn't exist. They don't invite her to the White House. They don't hang her stocking at Christmas. They hang stockings for their dog and their cat, but not for the youngest granddaughter. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden has never met his daughter, but of course he's, you know, he's, he's the father. She proved it. Uh, he denied it first. She proved it. And uh, then uh, she got a settlement. It was too much for Hunter. It was 20000 a month. That's a that's a pretty good amount of money 
for a drug addict scumbag who, you know, goes through, goes through hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in crack cocaine and hookers, uh, but can't send, but, but wants to send less money to his daughter. Somehow he won that. He won the case. He's sending 5000 a month. But part of the agreement, this is from uh, Daily Wire, Hunter Biden agreed to give some of his paintings to his daughter as part of a settlement in a child uh, custody dispute case in Arkansas. A court filing on Thursday outlines the agreement with London Roberts, the mother of their young daughter. However, some details are hidden from public view. Hunter Biden, who had requested his $20,000 monthly child support payments be lowered, will continue to provide money as part of the settlement, but the amount agreed upon is hidden under redactions. God, does anyone in this whole U.S. government not trying to protect this piece of garbage? Everybody. Don't forget, by the way, he got busted for the gun charge when he threw the gun in the trash, or first he lied about it on his application. The Secret Service went to the gun shop and confiscated the uh, his application. That's that's how the Secret Service, the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ, they all are just working overtime to protect this garbage family. Back to the story, it said, what is made clear is that Biden agreed to assign the child a number of his paintings for a period of time, quote, which shall vary in size with a minimum size of 24 by 24. According to the filing, the child shall select the painting, which shall either be sent to the child or sent to the gallery designated by London Roberts. The net proceedings of any sales of the paintings shall be wired to an account designated by London Roberts. What? (laughs) So they settle this child, this, this support, child support dispute. He's got to pay less than 20 grand. They won't tell you exactly how much there were reports of about 5,000 a month. And part of it is in paintings of these silly doodles, these finger paintings, which by the way, is a money laundering scheme. If ever you've seen one Uh, next, next paragraph, Biden's paintings have been listed for as high as $500,000 and sold for up to $225,000 prompting ethics concerns for the White House uh, and an alleged deal to keep the buyers anonymous. That's what it's all about. Um, they don't reveal who buys them. They could be, you know, Chinese businessmen, Ukrainians, whatever, buying them, sending money to the Biden crime family. And then no one knows who it is, who it's from. And obviously nobody thinks it's on the level. Nobody's paying $225,000 for this crackheads finger paintings, but I guess it's good because the, the girl, but, did you notice one strange um, stipulation in that court filing I just read? The child shall select the paintings. <laughs> what? The kid is four. <laughs> She's a little girl. I mean, maybe that makes sense. Maybe a four-year-old can appreciate a crackhead's doodles. But uh, how does it? How does, okay, here are the, here are daddy's paintings. Which ones do you want, Navy? <laughs> What? And as part of the agreement, she, London, agreed not to use the name Biden. That is incredible. The name that this scumbag has sold around the world for tens of millions of dollars, enriching his whole garbage family. He will not allow, he insisted, his youngest grandchild, his youngest child, 
or his youngest daughter, whatever. He's got so many kids. Uh, can't use his name, man. It doesn't get any lower than that. Also on the Hunter front, this story is incredible. CBS, by the way, which has actually been doing some journalism. If you haven't been paying attention, they have Catherine Herridge, former uh, Fox News reporter and a good reporter. And I mean, she's, I don't know how much longer she's going to last at CBS because she's actually been doing her job. She was the first one, I think, who got that interview of uh, found the, uh, the Gary Shapley uh, whistleblower. Broke that story, but uh, here's from Catherine Herridge yesterday. A former business partner, Hunter and James Biden, who worked directly with them on the 2017 China energy deal, was never asked to testify to a Delaware grand jury investigating Hunter Biden. Two sources told CBS Tony Bobolinsky was open to testifying, and his attorney reached out to the office of the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss. Weiss did not return their phone calls. God, uh, I, I don't know who's lying, whether it's Weiss and Garland. I certainly don't think it's Shapley. But can we all agree now that Weiss was part of the scheme to protect these scumbags? I mean, obviously, Tony Bobolinsky was incredibly convincing, was persuasive, was credible. Former naval officer, CEO of this company. He, had, he knew where all the bodies were buried. I mean, he was a great witness. He appeared on Tucker Carlson a couple of times, I believe, and nowhere else. <laughs> the media had no interest. In fact, he offered to go on with Chris Cuomo or Anderson Cooper, or one of those, one of those guys. And uh, they said, no, we're good. <laughs> they have no interest in journalism. That's one thing. We know the media is corrupt, but the, the U.S. attorney did not want to talk to his former business partner, a really bright guy who knew all the details. They just said, no, we're good. No, we're good. We don't need it. We don't need to hear from him. What more do you need to hear? I mean, is anyone going to pretend this thing is on the level at this point? I don't know how you could. I really don't. All right. Before we get to the comments, I got to say farewell uh, uh, to one of my favorite Fox personalities. This, I mean, obviously firing Tucker was, was firing Tucker, firing Dan Bongino. Those were telling that those were bad moves. I'm not sure who's pulling the strings. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll find out when our uh, friend Chadwick Moore, when his book comes out in a couple of weeks. But this one will go under the radar more because he's almost 80. Geraldo Rivera tweeted out yesterday and then posted this video saying he first he got fired from the five. And I've pointed this out many times. I watch the five still. I mean, I don't I don't watch Fox much anymore. I, I'm, I'm a big uh Rob Schmidt guy. I'm a big Greg Kelly guy. I get my fix from those guys. Of course, Rob Finney in the morning. But I liked when Geraldo was on the five. He was weird and dumb and he'd blurt things out and he'd fight with Greg uh, Gutfeld or Jesse Waters. Uh, I like that. We pointed out. That's good. That's good TV, especially when you're as dumb and as weird as, as, as Geraldo and you like to brag about your electric Bentley and your Hinkley and like to take your shirt off. But uh, they fired him. And his response was, you can't fire me, I quit. I think they wanted him to contribute to other shows. And he said no. And he quit. And he announced his resignation while sailing his Hinkley in the Long Island, whatever, the Long Island Sound or somewhere off New York yesterday. Uh, what? This is such classic Geraldo out on his boat announcing that he's done. But let's watch a little. 
very bumpy. Lumpy day, lumpy day out in the uh, North Atlantic Ocean. So, off Jones Beach, heading for the World Trade Center, making pretty good time. Anyway, in the holiday rush hour traffic, I'll probably go faster on the boat than you would uh, trying the Long Island Expressway. So it doesn't look like I'm going to be on the 5. I mean, I'm not going to be on the 5. I've been fired from the 5. And as a result of that, I quit Fox. So I'll have more to say about that on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. Thank you. <laughs> what a way to go. Uh, you know. And I just watched this long tribute to him. Hell, his career has been like 55 years. He turns 80 on the 4th of July. Insane. I mean, he's dumb, but he's certainly more lucid than our president, than than another 80-year-old we know. But farewell to Geraldo. Bad move by Fox. The two other uh, liberals, uh, Harold Ford, as boring as can be. He's a freaking bowl of oatmeal. And Jessica Tarloff, just typical liberal. They're not funny. They're not provocative. They don't really fight. Bad move, but they get huge ratings on that show, so they don't care. Anyway, big, big news. Let me do Shay, and then we will tell you the breaking news, and we will uh, get to your comments and your questions. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, there it is. Another victory for Clarence Thomas, the Clarence Thomas Court. They have shot down Supreme Court breaking. Supreme Court throws out Biden's student relief program. Bad news for deadbeats. Bad news for... Uh, Liz Warren, Ayanna Presley. This is the most important thing to Ayanna Presley. She two things she loves to do. She loves to hate cops, and she fights for deadbeats with graduate degrees. I will say it again. I've said it a thousand times. Fifty-seven percent of the people applying for this forgiveness for this cancellation have graduate degrees. Useless graduate degrees. Obviously, it is the most. We talked about fairness. Nothing is less fair than making people who did the right thing pay the bills for people who didn't. People who didn't go to school, who got a job, who joined the military, people who commuted, who went to state schools or uh, uh, community colleges, got jobs at night and on the weekends to pay the bills, who didn't overextend themselves, should not be asked to pay the bills for uh, deadbeats with graduate degrees. Um, and uh, this was so important. As usual, Democrats 
were their top priority were was the non-working class, the people, the freeloaders, the deadbeats. This is this was so important to Liz Warren and AOC and Joe Biden and Ayanna Presley. They are going to be heartbroken. I will be reveling in their tears again today. Uh, the justices ruled six to three against Biden's controversial plan to wipe out debt for 20 million Americans. Um, the plan would have eradicated 10,000 of debt for borrowers earning less than 125,000 and up to 20,000 for those with Pell grants. So they were going to wipe out debt for people making 125,000. That's a quarter of a million for a couple. Uh, doctors, lawyers, you know, people with graduate degrees, engineers, professors, AOC was saying how she was hoping they would wipe out her debt. She makes 200 grand more than that. And uh, she wanted us, you, me, Ironhead to pay her bills. It ain't going to happen. Another good week. John Roberts, who, you know, the squish came through again, thankfully. Um, And uh, we can just, you know, once again, Trump can uh, brag, but these three people on the Supreme court, because they did the right thing and broke Lizzie's heart. I'll be, uh, when we're done here, I'm just going to be reveling in the uh, heartbreak, the anger of all the usual suspects. Good job, John Roberts, Coney Barrett, Alito, Thomas, Kavanaugh. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. Anyway, let's get to, uh, you know, we were going to do, uh, we were going to do um, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. She put out, he put out a video. He's mad at Bud Light, although he never mentions Bud Light. He has a beer, but we're not going to do that. We don't have time. It's, it's kind of weak. She doesn't, he doesn't really lash out at Bud Light. He just was disappointed. They didn't support him. And he says, lots of trans people love beer. I love beer. See, that's uh, the entitled attitude I hate. This guy wrecked that company. It's burning behind him. And he's like, I can't believe they didn't support me. Shut up. I don't know. They didn't support me. They just lost whatever, $30 billion. <laughs> and you want them to support you? I don't think you're going to get support from many major corporations anytime soon bub but uh all right <laughs> robert wants to know who's going to pay for my anthro- anthropology degree now you know what this was a lie from the beginning here's what people have to understand if you're one of those dumb people you're 35 years old you got a mountain of student debt you got your anthropology or sociology degree your masters in gender studies they were lying to you the whole time they, it was a campaign strategy Let's suck them in, convince them we're going to wipe out their debt. They'll support us. We'll pretend we're fighting. But they knew all along the Supreme Court wasn't going to hold this up. They knew it. They lied to you. You're a sucker. Um, wow, look at all these comments. It's because we uh, we did the uh, show for free today, Ironhead. Probably, yeah. Um, Geraldo will be infamous for getting clocked during the brawl on his show. That's true, but you got to see this. I don't know if it's going to be online. Fox News did a the whole montage of his career. What a wild career. He's in battlefields with bullets flying over him. He, no one overachieved more than Araldo. He made a fortune. He did field reporting at wars. He did a talk show, wild talk show. Did, you know, obviously Al Capone's vault, which he said led to, <laughs> led, made him rich because he got so many offers after that. 
what a career. And he loved to take his shirt off and flex, kind of like Robert Kennedy Jr. I love how he puts the uh, United States military plan in the dirt during Desert Storm, and he didn't get fired for that, and now he's complaining. That's right. That's right. It was such a, it is such a bizarre career, colorful career. Again, I liked him because he was so dumb and so opinionated, and he would just blurt things out, and I, I found it funny. Uh, do you, uh, if Elon Musk can fight Zuckerberg on pay-per-view, will you buy it? You know what? Absolutely. Here's what usually happens with me. I say, no, no way, no way. And then comes game day, you know, and it's that night. People are talking about it. I might. What, how much will it cost? Uh, it'll probably be like 78 Dogecoin. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? I might. I might because I'll be rooting for Musk, obviously, I don't know that he'll be the favorite, although he is bigger, probably stronger. Zuckerberg's a little twig, but Zuckerberg is a trained, what is he, a trained jujitsu guy? Yeah, he'd kill him. You think You think Zuckerberg will kill him? Yeah. All right, then I'm definitely going to root for Musk. Musk's I'm gonna mother, for Musk, but... his mother doesn't want it to happen. She's worried. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anyone will buy Hunter's paintings, says Paul? Um I doubt it. Worthless garbage. Well, they've been buying it so far. I think they'll be collector's items. Obviously, it was a scam. It's a scheme to begin with. But now if it makes money for the kid, for that poor girl, maybe, you know, enough money so her mother can buy a Christmas presents because her grandparents won't, then I'm all for it. Buy. It'll be a collector's item. It'll be like murderabilia, you know, when people buy stuff like paintings that John Wayne Gacy or did or whatever, you know. Charles Manson's hair or something. It'll be one of those deals. <laughs> Biggest scumbag in the world painted those, painted those doodles over the fireplace. Let's check it out. Uh, will Belichick last long enough to break Shula's record? Yes, he will. Belichick, he, he's not going away anytime soon. He's almost there. He's got, he's at, I just looked it up because I saw that question. He's at 329. Shula's at 347. He's not far yeah, away. He's definitely sticking around. Does he ever show, does he ever look like a guy who's, you know, like, past his prime like he really does he really look old and tired and worn out like things have passed not yet no, not yet but Robert if you go if get, you go look at the footage from like the 2001 Super Bowl he looks very different but you don't notice yeah. it like uh, just watching in real time but if you go back and watch the old footage you're like oh my god he is getting old still has his hair you know yeah. he's not it's not like he's was particularly you know passionate or enthusiastic about things in those days. He's kind of the same monotone guy, but no, he's not going anywhere. Um, Jerry did Brady purposely to play footballs. No, he did not. God, please don't make me do that. I spent <laughs> half my life. Yeah. Why don't you ever start? Why don't you have to start time of 10 a.m. rather than who knows when you'll start? That's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll do that. Well, I can tell you exactly why it's not 10 a.m. Because if we say it's 10 a.m., then we'll start at 1030 and it'll just keep Good going. Point. <laughs> Good point. Uh, showed the, what does that say? Who will pay for, oh, I already did that. Um, you know what? When, when is the uh, Elon Musk thing? Did he talk about Bo Biden dying in Iraq? That's a good question. No, so I don't think he did. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw the highlights or lowlights. I was just waiting to see if she asked about Hunter and what he would say. And she didn't. God, is that a bad, I mean, I know they're all liberals and Biden supporters, but when she finished that interview, didn't somebody say, Nicole, you forgot Hunter. Or maybe again, maybe they made a deal. 
and said, you know, we won't bring it up, Mr. President, if you come on, <laughs> you won't bring it up. We'll only do 20 minutes and we will, then we'll, the, the set has a bathroom right over there. So you should be good. And he agreed to do it. She came, he came on and she giggled like a little child. It was humiliating, but all right, we got to leave it there. There's the, uh, there's the face. There's the signal. <laughs> the we got to leave it there. A couple, couple things. We'll be on rumble all weekend. If you want to watch, if you're just listening, if you missed anything, if you want to see Ironhead's fine work with all the video and all the photos and, and all that, you can go to the Newsmax Rumble page over the weekend. We got huge numbers last week from the uh, Dave Rubin episode, but uh, it's doing okay. It's doing okay over there. And uh, we're going to be off like everyone else in the world for a while. If something happens, we just had this discussion. We worked it out. If something big happens, we will be back Wednesday or whenever it happens. But we're, we'll, we'll be around next week if something breaks, if something happens. We'll be here to do a show. If not, we will be off like the rest of the world. And uh, we'll tweet it out if uh, the plan changes. Anything else, Ironhead? What am I forgetting? No, uh, it was just the Dylan Mulvaney thing. But like you said, that's kind of... We'll we'll wait till he actually puts his claws in their neck. Yeah, yeah, probably Sue. How much money is Dylan Mulvaney making these days? But uh, you can check that video out. It is kind of funny. He dyed his hair. He's a blonde now. And blondes, they like to have fun. And just, you know, sorry, guy. You are the face of of a corporate, of of a, just a business disaster. That's what you are. Hate to break it to you. But uh, anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. Get yourself some Callahan coffee for the 4th of July. Great on ice. CallahanCoffee.com. But uh, that will do it for us for today, for this week. Happy 4th of July. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again soon. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.